Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, right. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with... Pew. And McCart, that's Joe Pew. I'm Andrew McCart, episode 23. Joe, I am absolutely shattered, mate. Like I said to you before, we pushed record there. Uh, um, I don't know why I picked that flight. I picked a 25 past six flight, meaning I was getting picked up at quarter past four. I didn't get back to the hotel till two. So I've had absolutely no sleep after the Katie Taylor Chantel Cameron fight last night. But that's what we do it for. That's the, that's the, that's the career path we chose, Joe. Mate, I'd rather be shattered and have been at. Taylor Cameron too after that fight, they're not shattered and not been there, mate. So I'll say count yourself lucky. Listen, what is wise words on a young head? I'll give you that, young man. Um yeah, let's talk about it then. Let's let's talk about it. Katie Taylor got a revenge over Chantel Cameron. Um Wow, what what listen, I don't know if you could feel the atmosphere from your TV screen, Joe, but the atmosphere yeah. in there was I'm going to say it was probably the best ever I've ever been to. I'm, I, I, I can't think of a, an atmosphere better than that. Maybe a Canelo when he fought Billy Joe at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium was unreal. But just that cauldron of that three arena it is just something spectacular. And it was just, wow. I don't know what if you could feel the atmosphere through your television screen, could you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt it was a bit of a different atmosphere. I don't know. You'll know because you was at both, I think. It was a different atmosphere than the first one. Uh, yeah, it was a bit more, bit more raucous. I think um, the first one was more of about pride. I think that Katie Taylor was returning, but this one really had a bit of meaning behind it. Really was a, a ferocious atmosphere to get behind Katie Taylor and make sure, if anything, that little extra support gets her over the line. And I think that's what it did, to be honest, because when they were shouting Katie and Ole Ole, that's when Katie opened up and landed her, her flurries of punches. And uh, I think that's what spurred her on in that fight. But I tell you what, them two girls, Chantel and Katie Taylor, man, they deserve everything. They 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 are phenomenal, phenomenal fighters. For putting on a show like that, I mean, Chantel Cameron is just cool, calm and collected. She was getting booed coming into the ring. Um, she's back into the lines then again for the second time facing somebody like Katie Taylor, who's an absolute superstar in in Ireland. Like I can't, I don't know how, I don't know what's the equivalent in England, man. Um, David Beckham, maybe when David Beckham was in his prime, yeah. something like that. That's probably how high Katie Taylor is in superstardom in, in Ireland. And Chantel Cameron, Cameron went there, um, came up short, and um, I think. I think Eddie Hearn and and a lot of the boxing heads around the the ringside said that the right person won, but we didn't see the replay of the knockdown in the first round because when that happened, we all thought that the feet got tangled up because the referee waved it off. So we thought, oh, the feet got tangled, and that's what happened. But I think looking back on 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 and Twitter and and Instagram, um, it looked like a knockdown. I think. What did you think, Joe? Yeah, I thought it was a knockdown. I, yep. I, I did think it was a knockdown. Um. 
Yeah, uh, it's interesting that um, you said a lot of the boxing heads thought that um, Chantel, uh, Katie just nicked it, um, went the right the way. Because uh, as I say, I weren't scoring it round by round, but um, after the fight, I thought Chantel had maybe just done enough, if I'm being completely honest. But it certainly weren't a robbery by any means from what, from my uh, from my point of view. I think it was a very very close fight and could have gone either way. But yeah. Um, I did think that was that was a knockdown uh, very early on in the fight, and if it had been counted as a knockdown, the fight would have gone very differently, mate. Well, that's again, it could have went. It, it can go like you said to you that, that ninety was it ninety five ninety five judge that scored at a draw. If that had went to to Chantel the knockdown, maybe she would have won. That judge would have swayed it towards Chantel. But on the flip side of that, if that was counted as a, as a knockdown. Would that have upped Katie's game? Would that have made her yeah. more aggressive? Would that because she was now she was trailing a ten eight round in the first round? So you can look at it two ways. It could have either helped Chantel or maybe even helped Katie Taylor. It's, it's, that's why boxing is one of them sports. It's always a what if, and everyone's got different opinions, and and it's uh, it's it's subjective, isn't it? With boxing, that's why why we love it, Joe. But listen, take nothing away from Katie Taylor, absolute superstar, and it sets up that trilogy. At Croke Park, eighty thousand. Yeah. I can't imagine if that's what nine thousand Irish are like. I can only imagine what eighty thousand Irish are like, Joe. And listen, if if I'm doing it again, I'll, I'll listen. Get a ticket because you don't want to miss the, the this atmosphere, Joe. You need to experience this. Everyone needs to experience this atmosphere when Katie Taylor has a fight. And uh, like I said, she needs a she needs a t- dance partner if they do get Croke Park. And I think Chantel Cameron. The trilogy is is the perfect one. You've got the Amanda Serrano there, but I just think Chantal Cameron deserves it. She deserves the trilogy. One hundred percent. And look, Serrano fight, great fight. Both Cameron fights, unbelievable. It's so great that Katie Taylor is not just the star, not just probably the pound for pound number one or two, however you look at it with Clarissa Shields, but. She always brings such excitement to fights, and they're great. I can't remember a last Kate, the last Katie Taylor fight, which weren't a great scrap. So mm. it adds every kind of side of entertainment. And Katie Taylor is an entity. She so so deserves that Croke Park, and please God, that can happen next year. As I say, hopefully trilogy, but I think the atmosphere will be undeniable. Whoever she's fighting. I, I agree, and I think that when it comes to women's boxing, I don't think that they've had a trilogy like this. I mean, in men's boxing, I can name maybe four off the bat. We've had Ali Frazier, Gatty Ward, Morales Barrera, and Wilder Fury more recently. There's probably more that I've, I've forgotten. Now, maybe you can give me one, Joe, if you, if you, on the top of your head, if you can think of one. But they're the four main ones that always come to my mind when I think of boxing trilogies. And I think that with if... She, Chantel does get her opportunity to face Katie again in a third fight in the rubber match uh, at Croke Park. I think that trilogy will stand up there with, with them. I think it's a good enough trilogy to say that's one of the best trilogies in boxing with the, with the way these girls fight because they throw 100 punches around. They're busy with it and they're, they're, and obviously the head clash, the cuts, is blood. And I think that's what we tune into boxing for is to see these... these uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? To see these cuts and stuff like that, you know what I mean, going through adversity, that's what I'm looking for, the word adversity, we, we want to see fighters go through adversity and see how they deal with it and to Chantel Cameron, done the cut she, she, listen, that cut happened in the third round I think it was and she she she, she yeah. fought on like it wasn't there, so she's she's tough she's, she's very very tough Chantel and I think the trilogy Croke Park, 
Joe, get a ticket. Or I'll get a ticket. I can be a fan this time. You can come and work it. I don't mind. I, I'm, I'm, either way, I'm going to be there. 100%. And if you'd have gone into a bookies five years ago and uh, wanted to put a bet on that a female would be headlining a stadium sellout, 70,000, 80,000, I'm not quite sure how many Crow Park holds, you'd get very, very good odds. So it just shows how far women's boxing has come. And you needed that figurehead to kind of push that, be a, the face of female boxing. And Katie Taylor, you couldn't think of anyone better to take that role than her. Definitely not, definitely not. But listen, that wasn't the only big fight. I, I managed to watch a little bit, but uh, the majority of it today and... Uh was the Benavidez and uh, Andrade fight. Did you did you catch up with that one, Joe? I've, I've seen highlights, mate. I haven't watched it all yet. I haven't watched it all. Oh, Benavidez is just a monster, man. He's just a monster. He's just an absolute beast at 168. And, like, he called out Canelo again last night, and I don't think Canelo... Like, Can, Canelo's at the stage of his career now. It's like, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need Benavidez, but he's... Canelo's a fighter, man. And I think that's the fight we all want to see. But right now, in this, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. And I would love to see it happen. Don't get me wrong. Because the way Benavidez approaches the game, even when Andrade was having his successes, you've seen Benavidez just bounce off of him. He's just like, come on. He just kept on coming forward. And he's just got that, that scary style where if you don't put a dent on him, he's just going to keep on coming. But the fair play to Andrade, it wasn't his weight class. Um, I think it was his first time he stepped up to 168 or his second time at 168. Um, and he gave it a, he gave a good go. He was he was trading with them, he was trying to land big shots, and uh yeah, it was just a it was a good fight. It was a very, very good fight, but Benavides, wow. Look, I thought Andrade would be the type of opponent to cause Benavides problems, but as you say, uh, I know he isn't really a natural super middleweight. But he just looked like a giant in there, David Benavidez. He looked like a beast, as you put it so correctly. I think he, every time, kind of, I don't have doubts, but I just want, want to see, like, show me something, David. Show me something different. He mm. does. And he delivers every single time, David Benavidez. So I really, really hope we do get the Canelo fight next year. Do I think it happens? Probably not. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, but, yeah, he is or will be the face of the super middleweight division for, for quite a while. And hopefully if Canelo don't fight him, free up some of them belts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, he can start unifying because he will. And I think he'll move up to the light heavyweight division as well at some point. And oh, he'll be I... a force to reckon with up there because yeah. he's massive for the weight. As you say, he's a giant. Maybe, maybe that's what, if he doesn't get Canelo, I think that's probably what he'll do. I think he'll go up there because when you've got, I don't know how long Bet Bet better be able to hang about. We don't know what's going to happen in the Cam Smith fight because I think Cam Smith is probably going to be, no, he will be, better be his toughest test come January. Um, Cam Smith's there, Bivol's there. Do you know what I mean? We've got our light heavyweights here in the UK and Buatzi and Yard, and Dan Aziz. Um, you know what I mean? I probably forgot a couple there as well, but we've got some very, very solid, solid light heavyweights here in the UK alone. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that with Canelo... We're seeing the fights being made now, and I think we spoke about this that la- last week was boxing waited fourteen years for Frank and Hearn to get together. They're together now. We've waited five, six years for Joshua Wilder. We're almost there. We've waited what three years for the undis- twenty-four years for the undisputed heavyweight title. Why? How is it all happening? What's the catalyst behind all that? Money. Money, and Saudi, but Saudi, yeah, yeah, Saudi <laughs> money. You're right, money. But Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and Riyadh season, and uh, His Excellency Turkey Ali Sheikh, 
Um, they're behind it all. And if, if somebody, if, if we demand it as boxing fans, and it's the fight that we want to see Canelo and uh, Benavidez, do you think that they can pull it off? Do you think they can get that made? We need to wait and see. Yeah, I think if Saudi starts sniffing about, it's extremely hard to say no, especially when Canelo is in the twilight of his career. He's not going to be around forever. And he wants, let's be real, he wants the paydays. He wants the biggest fights for the biggest money at this stage of his career. And I, I don't know if if this is kind of the same. It's just coming to my head. I was a bit too young for this, but it kind of strikes me as a little bit of a Frotch Calzaghi. Frotch just quite like slightly under him and kind of Calzaghi, mm. did he really need to fight Carl Frotch? It strikes me as a little bit of that going on. Yeah, that, listen, that's, that's, yeah, I would, I would, I agree there. That's a, that's a great analogy. That's that's a great thought process there, Joe. Because I I hundred percent agree with you there. Um, but listen, Canelo's got to be looking at that. I can stereotype two Mexican fighters because when you get two Mexican fighters fighting each other, we're going to get a war. We're going to get drama, knockdowns, blood, guts, and glory. We're going to get it all because there's, they don't want to lose when that Mexican pride's at stake. And I think with, with uh, Benavidez and Canelo, I think that's just going to be a mega fight. But Benavidez. Canelo's my size. He's he's five foot eight, five foot nine. He's not a big man. I don't know how why he's up at Superman, but I'm pretty sure if he really wanted to, he could get down to Welterweight. You know what I mean? He, he just chooses to be up there. Um, but listen, Benavides, although he was maybe 21 at the time or 20 years old, he had problems with a young uh, a fighter called Ronald Garvel five years ago, six years ago. I think Garvel even put him down in the 11th or 12th round in the first fight. Uh, albeit that Benavidez was young, he was a young guy coming through, but there, there is, you can't hurt him, you can't put him down, do you know what I mean, it's been proven before, but now he's he's 26, he's got that man strength now, so he's he's a proper, pro, he's a proper scary, scary animal now. Yeah, and I love that, when you got, just as you put it, scary animal, but it's just like, just a, such a force to be reckoned with. Kind mm. of like Baturbiev, what he does to fighters as he just walks them down. Like Jay Opatia, he comes to mind. Just yeah. when you've got such forces of nature in a division, it just comes with so much excitement and you kind of look around the rest of the division and kind of think it's going to be a tough night for you. A very, very, very tough night for you. And I love that when there's a fighter in a, in a certain weight division that's like that. Mm. And I, 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 like I said, he's, he's an animal, and he, I'm a, I'm a super fan. I like the, those type of fighters. I like the Jai Apatires. I can't wait to go and see him. I like them type of. I'll, 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 I'll take one to land two sort of fighters. Do you know what I mean? I, I like, I like those, those fighters. But I do want to quickly touch on this, Joe, before we wrap this up, mate. Is yeah. oh, when we spoke last week about the Joshua Wilder and uh, obviously the Wilder and Parker fight, I was like. Yep, yeah, Josh has won. Well, there's one. But this past week, I saw I saw Parker and Andy Lee over in Ireland, and I was talking to them. And listen, when Andy Lee speaks, like he's got one of the best boxing minds on the planet. And when he was talking to me, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not saying that Parker's gonna beat Wilder, but I'm not saying it's as easy as what I thought it was. If that makes sense, I just think that the way Andy Lee was talking that this is Parker's fourth fight this year. Do you know what I mean? He's got momentum. He's got two knockouts in those three fights as well. Uh, Wilder's had, what, half a round in two years? Do you know what I mean? There's little variables that I didn't pick up on, but now I'm picking up on. And even when Andy was, Lee was talking about staying away from his right hand and how to do that, and the telltale signs that Wilder does when he throws his jab, he's intelligent, Andy Lee. And uh, like I said, I'm not saying Parker beats him, 
I'm just saying that it's not. I don't think it's going to be as easy what I thought it was or what it could have been uh, because obviously that big right hand and if he lands that, that we all know that not many heavyweights can withstand that. Um, but Parker's Parker's ready. He looks ready. I'm telling you right now, he is excited and he he thinks that uh, Wilder's made a mistake. Yeah, and I don't think either of them fights are foregone conclusions because, as you say, there are little variables. First of all, with Joseph Parker, Andy Lee, I don't think, would have agreed to take that fight for Joseph Parker if he didn't think he could beat Deontay Wilder. Yes, we know that there's mega money being thrown about, but I think Andy Lee would have accepted that fight for Joseph Parker. They would have sat down and discussed it and think, can we win this fight? And if they genuinely believe it, then again, it will make for a cracking fight. And then you go to Otto Wall in a tall, tricky southpaw, mm-hmm. which could cause AJ problems. I think AJ's only fought two southpaws, Charles Martin, and that didn't last very long, and Alexander Usyk. I might be wrong, but yeah, that they're the two that spring to mind. And for both of the fights, are AJ and Wilder looking at each other, looking at each other over their shoulders yep. and thinking we get through these and next year we have the big one. But there's two banana skins there and they're very big banana skins and they go by the names of Otto Wilder and Joseph Parker. Exactly. And don't forget that Ben Davison is working with Joshua now. So that's another coach change with only, what, yep. five, six weeks left to go until the 23rd. Is that enough time to gel with a fighter? We'll have to wait and see. So there's that variable as well that it's been a short sort of gelling process for uh, Ben Davison and Anthony Joshua. So that'll be interesting to see that partnership uh, come December 23rd. But like I say, Joe, it's, it's exciting times. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm liking boxing. I'm not liking boxing. I'm loving boxing at the moment. It's, uh, I know you were at a show at the weekend as well, were you not? Yeah, Friday night. Uh, Frank Warren show at your call. Mark Chamberlain come through a really, really difficult fight against Ramlavs, who had never been stopped before. I think he had two losses on his record, one of them being Archie Sharp. And, wow, you talk about needing that test. You talk about need coming through adversity before the big, big fights. Mm-hmm. That is the test he needed. Come through some tricky rounds. He was probably winning the fight, but he come through some tricky rounds. He got cut early on. And then he stopped him in the last round. So really, really impressive from Mark Chamberlain. And it has to set up the Sam Noakes fight. Sam Noakes is fighting this week, week weekend, at the same venue you'll call a cracking card as Gavin Gwynn attempts to win the European title. And you've also got Moses Atoma, Royston Barney-Smith. Mm. So a great, great card of prospects. But yeah, next year, for the British lightweight title, Mark Chamberlain versus Sam Noakes. Hopefully, Gavin Gwynn gets the European Freeze up the British, vacant British, cracker of a domestic clash. Yeah, definitely. And you know me, Joe, I love my domestic clashes for them British titles, man. I really, really do. Um, yeah, listen, we've got a good card to look forward to next week out in Belfast, as well as the couple yeah. other cards in Bolton and the one you're at at the York Hall. Um, but the one in Belfast is going to be an absolute cracker, and we're going to have so many fights to talk about. I think we're going to see... Barnstormer after Barnstormer after Barnstormer with McKenna and Crocker, Ajako, Williamson, Gill and uh, Gill and Mike Conlon. But then you've also got uh, Sam Maxwell and Sean McComb as well, which is going to be ex-gym mates together. They've shared, they've lived in a house together. They know each other inside out. They've spot hundreds of rounds. So that's going to be an interesting fight. I mean, listen, those four fights I've just mentioned are going to be absolute crackers. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. So we may have to 
but I might have to pay for the extension on these uh, Zoom calls for that 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 this 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 meet this uh, podcast next week. But listen, we'll make do. And Joe, I'm going to go for a little nap because, like I said to you, I've had about an hour and a half, two hours sleep. I'm glad that you look fresh because you got your hair slicked back. You're looking good. You got the Kronk hoodie on. Yeah, listen, I'm proud of you, young man. You're looking good. You made me look like shite again this week. Nah, it's all good, mate. I only come out the shower. Just come out the shower. So, uh, yeah. Whilst you was jet setting, coming back from a great, great fight, I was just uh, sitting down watching the F1. But yeah, Verstappen <laughs> wins again. Shock. Shock. Um, yeah. Shock uh... Brilliant. Joe, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, bro. And I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. See you next Sunday, mate. Next Sunday, my man. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.